He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. To infinity and beyond! No crying? There's no crying in baseball! Welcome back to Know Your Cinema Podcast, episode 30, and we are reviewing today Pineapple Express, and as always with me is my wonderful co-hosts, Jason Quinn. Hello, hello. And Vivin Matthew. Hey, guys. Gentlemen, how are we doing this week? Oh, fantastic. Just amazing. Uh, How about you, buddy? I'm recording from my new office uh, this week, so pretty excited about that. I'm working on a soundproof booth. Hopefully, I can get that recorded, set up by next week. But for now, I just got the office done, at least, so... Well, you've got five kids. You ain't soundproofing anything. Well, I mean, I've got, I bought, all I'm soundproofing is like a, I'm just taking like a closet and turning it into like a, like a recording booth, you know? No, I got, no, I got you. I'm and, just saying uh, five kids. No way it's going to I got, I got 50 soundproof panels. So I'm hoping that because it's such a small area and I have so many soundproof panels, I might be able to do something with them. I was like, <laughs> next week I'll be like, uh, are you calling from a psych ward? Seems very bad. Yeah, no, very bad. Yeah. Have, have oh, I been to Jason's house? And, uh, it it literally is an insane asylum there. <laughs> yeah. I've been it's around pretty, all these kids. It's nuts. It's pretty close. Well, it's, got to uh, on my own. At least I have some kind of idea of it. Well, and she's, so we're getting ready to have another baby in eight weeks six six eight weeks oh. in there right in that range so not only are we in quarantine so we have nothing to do but be it here right uh so we're she's nesting which if you're not familiar with nesting that basically uh means that everything in your entire life needs cleaned and rearranged and even shit that you didn't realize right it needs cleaned mm-hmm. like our, so that's what we're doing so far we've gone through clean and rearranged the playroom the bedroom we created an office out in the basement in a gross room that was down here that we had avoided for a year and then uh next step i believe is the living room so we're we're doing that when we're done with this quarantine i expect to have the most amazing looking house on the board there you go. <laughs> good. 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 Very good. Well, before we get into our movie this week, I do want to plug the social media that we have for all our listeners or first-time listeners. So if you haven't, um, we do have a Facebook page, Know Your Cinema on Facebook, Twitter, KYC Podcast, Instagram, KYC Podcast, and TikTok at KYC Podcast. And we do encourage all of you 
who are fans or first-time listeners to go over, give us a like, send us a tweet, talk to us on Instagram, send us a message, tell us to go fuck ourselves, whatever you feel like you would want to connect with us with, um, and we will try to interact with you as much as possible and you know, give you a shout-out here on the podcast. 100%. We, uh, if you ask for it, all you have to do is ask. We can have a shout-out. It's that easy. Correct. <laughs> And also, we also have a pretty good set of archives here. We've been doing this for 30 episodes now. So that is uh, episodes 0 through 30. So that's about 31 weeks we've been doing this podcast now. So we do have a back catalog um, with almost, I believe, 50 movies on there. So if you are a first-time listener, go back, listen to some of the archives. We've done a lot of movies, everything from Christmas movies to action movies cartoons, comedies, stoner movies, everything in between. So please go check those out as well. We do review quite a, a wide variety of movies in this podcast. Definitely a wide gamut. Yep. All right, we, gentlemen. I think we need to start off with what we came here to do, and that is talk about Pineapple Express. Now, I believe all of us have seen this movie. What's that? the wrong movie. No, I'm just fucking with you. I the wrong movie. I got my notes in front of me, you jerk off. <laughs> no, I, I believe all of us have seen this movie. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Okay, so, so this is something... Thought opening night, very good. I didn't see it <laughs> until it came out on DVD. Um, but, you know, seeing who was in it and... Uh, it's funny today we t- we're talking about this movie and uh, today's like the I saw it in my Facebook memories day is like the second year uh, anniversary of when I went to see Craig Robinson live at the uh, Funny Bone here in Columbus and uh, he punked me out or he tried to. There you go. He's phenomenal in this movie. Yes, I know I love I love Craig Robinson, but uh, let's talk about this movie, gentlemen. Uh, who wants to take the first stab at it? I think, Sounds like uh, it's Jason. I think, yeah, I mean, everybody was silent, so I'll just go, go in here. Uh, <clears throat> for, this movie is funny as hell from, like, the word go. Like, that opening scene where he's getting interviewed, and he's like, he's like, item nine is the greatest, you know what I mean? We need to get this out there. And then he's like, how does it make you feel about your superior officers? And he's like, your dick, my mouth. <laughs> that shit always has me dying. <laughs> well, also, like, I, I was watching it today, and I caught on to something that I think that maybe the director, because I mean, this is a weed-based movie, and this is kind of a pro-weed movie. Oh yeah, and and I I saw like he was smoking the, the joint, you know, being tested for it, and the the colonel or whoever the general or whoever he was pulled out a flask and was drinking from it, and it was like almost like a like a little wink and nod to. The fact that we have alcohol, which is legal in the United States, and even at that time in 1937, but weed is is outlawed. Right. I didn't catch that, but that is that is a solid. That's you're probably right. That's probably exactly what they were doing with that. <clears throat> that I don't know, man. I, I I always that when I first started when the movie first started. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, why is it black and white? You know, I mean, not when I first saw it the first time. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Um, 
but I, it just, I don't know. It's such a perfect opening. It, it has like, it has like everything and nothing to do with the movie. You know what I mean? I mean, obviously the farm that the finale takes place in is the same location, but I don't know. I just thought it was like such a great opening. And then right from there, it cuts right to, uh, to Dale in his car and he's just talking on talk radio and shit like that. Um, which is kind of like what we do essentially. This is basically like a talk radio show <laughs> in a sense, except for people don't call in. <laughs> true, very true. Uh, if, if we could have people call in, that's the exact situation that we're running right now. Um, but I don't know, man. I thought, I think this movie is absolutely phenomenal. I think it's like a perfect blend of, of comedy and action. And like, <clears throat> it never, it never goes too far into either direction. I think like it, the, the comedy never makes the action feel silly and the action never makes the comedy feel forced. Like it that's just a, has a perfect balance. That's a good way of putting it. Well, it also seems like real life scenarios. It seems like, real life interactions and how people are not just because they're high but just how people are with each other um and interacting with you know uh, your, your your drug dealer or interacting with your girlfriend or interacting with uh you know the bad guys it almost seems like part of it seems like it's really real in that sense of how i know they're acting but it didn't feel like I mean, this let's let's be let's face it. This isn't like going to win an Academy Award for best acting or anything like that. This is kind of like almost improv. Like it almost felt like a lot of it was just improv. Like they're like, here's kind of a basis of what we want in this scene, but say whatever you want. Because like there's there's a moment in the movie where like they're gonna throw they're gonna put James Franco's character Saul in in the hole, and he's like, "What's down there, fucking rancor?" (laughs) And like, unless you're a super huge Star Wars nerd. You don't know what a fucking rancor is. Luckily for us. Yeah, luckily for us. We have a Star Wars episode um, that you guys might want to go check out in the archive. Um, but, well, and this is also before Star Wars went complete to shit, too, so that's good. Um uh, yeah. what? Uh, <laughs> Let's be honest. The prequels. Have you, have you seen Attack of the Clones? <laughs> the, Phantom the prequels were better than the first or than the ninth movie. Let's be honest with ourselves. Well, okay. <laughs> fair is fair. I'd rather watch Phantom Menace any fair. fucking day <laughs> over nine. Sorry. Uh,. <clears throat> But anyway, I, I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like it's so, it, it's like it, it's, it feels so genuine, like you said, Devlin. Like it really feels like it's one of the few movies that I've ever seen that you almost get caught up in the fact that it's like a real scenario because it, it seems so fucking authentic in the way that they interact with each other, in like the mannerisms. All of it seems so fucking real. Like it never feels like it never feels like an act an act, like acting at all. Like it just feels authentic. It feels like how I would react in a situation like that. And like some of the lines and stuff that he says are just like, they just feel authentic. 
I have always loved that about this movie. And the fight, oh my god, the fight. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll go into depth about that fight scene, trust me. But uh Viv, what are your thoughts on the movie? Well, I did not have your experience on this movie. So I watched this movie when it also came out uh, in theaters. And I remember really, really enjoying this movie um, at the time. And then this time around, it still was funny. But I've uh, like some of the things that you were pointing out, I was having the opposite experience of it, where things like you're saying like, you know, they had scenes set up and it was like, all right, you guys go improv the scene out. And I felt like I was watching the scene. I'm like, okay, these guys are just sitting there and just improving their lines. It doesn't feel like they are, like, I can tell, maybe I had my director's hat on. I I can feel like they're like, all right, let's put three cameras in here. Here's the scene. Just make up some lines. We'll figure it out in the edit what this is going to, what the scene will be. We'll just pick up the best uh, bits uh, that each of you do and we'll put it together. And so I kept having that feeling throughout the movie. So it just kept pulling me out. Not that there wasn't any funny bits. There was definitely funny bits throughout, uh, uh, through the length of the movie. But my first experience of the movie was so good about a decade ago. So I was bringing that kind of joy into this experience. And I was like, oh, I'm not having that same experience this time. I was kind of seeing the... I was almost feeling like I was seeing the behind the scenes version of the movie. I was like, oh, okay. I, I, I can kind of see what they're doing because I've seen so many Seth Rogen and James Franco productions or uh, Jed Apatow productions. I, I know like how they kind of come up with their material. I know how they work as a group. And for me, I kind of had a, it, it just didn't feel authentic to me. I don't want to cut you off, Viv, but this is an Aptal. This is an Aptal movie. Well, I think he's an executive producer. I know he's... Uh, no, I, well, they're all part of the same gang, so... Well, yeah, because they were all in Freaks and Geeks together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I, I know that Franco and... Then it's not a gang, it's, okay? It's it's a group, it's a group of people, people that know, know each other. other. <laughs> Do not tell <laughs> him they're doing gang. <laughs> <laughs> There are no philo- philo- Have you seen Rogan's rap sheet? All right, the dude is <laughs> the dude is dangerous. Okay, uh, uh, but yeah, no, the uh, movie was it was it was good overall. I was just disappointed with the experience this time around, and it could have been a, just a one-off. I was. Uh, I don't know. I went into it with, with so much enthusiasm, but I kind of had a kind of some of the opposite uh, feelings that you had, Jason, as you're watching the movie. You had the yeah, wrong yeah. feeling. I'm sorry I, about that. I was like, I was like, man, am I having the, uh, <laughs> the fast times at Regiment High of Jason's experience here? <laughs> I mean, maybe. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I, I guess. I guess to each their own on that one, but I personally think that they nail every aspect of this movie. Like I watched it, like this is like this is like probably the like fucking sixtieth time okay. I've seen this game. Yeah, I've seen it a lot too. Um, I, I I love this movie as well. I mean, you know, Viv, I don't, I don't know. Something's wrong with you. <laughs> Something's seriously wrong with you. First, it's Ghostbusters, 
and now it's Pineapple Express. I don't know where your funny bone is. I think I think that you are looking at this from a very well movie and, movie buff. Well, the, look possibly, at. possibly, but I mean, look, I I was expecting this movie to surprise me, and what I was as I was. Why it is what it is. It's Why? nothing. No, well, Why it were you expecting it to well, I know, but it is exactly you, what it is. Even with the comedy, I mean, that's what a a a, a basic joke is. You know, you have you have the setup, and then you have the twist that makes you laugh. I felt like I saw all of that coming, so I was like, I was I was sitting there going, Oof, I, I, I this is this feels like paint by numbers to me. I I don't feel the funny in here. Yeah, but I'm like, I know what's coming up next. I know I know what scene they're going to go. I know that now. Uh, but by this point in the movie, it's like the end of the second act or the midpoint, and uh, Seth Rogen and James Franco has to have some kind of fallout. Oh, they do have a fallout here. Okay. And then they'll have to have a makeup scene. I'm like, oh, they do have the makeup scene. Oh, now they'll have to go have some kind of resolution, which is at the farmhouse. Okay. Which they set up in the beginning of the movie. I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm like, okay, beat. This is the beat. And this is the beat. I'm like, it's, it's like when you know all the cues, you're like, ah, I don't feel the surprise. So I don't feel the, so, the joy of... But wait a minute. Hold on. So you can, you can watch Young Frankenstein, and you've seen it a bunch of times. Yeah. And it still makes you laugh, right? Yes. The, but you know everything that's coming, right? Yes. And I think that might be the key. That, I think you pointed at the key. Is, uh, remember how Jason just said that he's watched uh, Pineapple Express 60 times? Yeah. And I've this is my second time watching Pineapple Express, and I had the opposite with uh, Young Frankenstein. I've seen that many times, and it was funny. It might be like that uh, Family Guy scenario where uh, Peter is fighting the chicken. You know, after the first minute or two, you're like, "Why is this keeps going?" I get it, but then after like five minutes, you're like, "Okay, it starts getting funny again." Maybe that's it. Maybe if I just keep watching the movie over and over again, at some point, I'm like, "Oh, okay, I think I get the funny now." Well, also, I, you know, I think that you, again, like I said, I think you're going into it looking at the little things of, of, of a direct, like a movie, like you want some direction, you want scenes that are scripted out. And I don't think that sometimes in comedy, like it's needed, it's necessary to be funny in a way that like spontaneous, spon- yeah, like improv, because if, you know, I've watched a lot of like behind the scenes of like, you know, '80s movies and stuff like that. That where they talk about like Chevy Chase doing like like an improv in a scene, and they're like, "It was so funny, we kept it in." Yeah. But now a lot of a lot of directors that are doing comedy movies will allow them to have kind of free reign over the scene, and then film it and say, "Okay, that was pretty. That was really funny." Or you know, if the crew's laughing afterwards, like it's super. Like they're thinking that's the audience. So the audience is going to laugh at that too. So. Sometimes when you're making a movie, if if you if it's just A, B, and C line, it might not come off on the screen as funny. But like people's actions or words in that scene might dictate a different way. Because I always look at it like Three Stooges comedy. Like slapstick comedy will will always be amazing. It's never going to stop not being that way. But like the Stooges are also repetitive, but it's so funny. Like a lot of their gags are just repetitive gags, and I think I prefer gags, uh, th- and that's more kind of visual comedy. So, like a movie like Hard Fuzz, which is like very much meticulously, it's a visual storytelling. 
for me, that hits my funny bone. And Young Frankenstein, I think, is also leans more towards that than something that is, I feel like, and I think today's comedies are more how you describe it, where it's like, hey, we got these uh, comedians who are funny, so you just need to have the right scenario. You can put them in a room and they will come up with the funny. We All we need to do is put the cameras and record it. For me, that is... It, it it has its place, you know, and but, it works for me sometimes. It just sometimes it just. But doesn't I work but for I me. feel like that's more of an art than having something scripted for you and saying it. If you are able to make someone laugh by just saying something so tedious in a scene, I think that's that's so m- much more funny. Like, like like uh, Chris Farley doing like the fat guy in a little coat bit, like. That wasn't originally planned. Like he just did it, and it was funny. And everybody, like, we could put that in the movie. Like it was just that's how it was. But it's a classic, iconic scene of a movie. But that was also Farley, right? But well, would that would you consider that more like a visual gag? I think it's a. I think it's a lot of things in that. You know, fat guy in a little coat. It's supposed to be just funny to make David Spade's character laugh, but then he rips the coat. Like you, you did not see it coming. It is a gag in a sense, but it's also funny because you have this ginormous man wearing a tiny little coat, and then he's like, "Well, what's happening?" and rips the coat in half. So a scene like where uh, Franco's character helps rescue Rogan from the from the cop, and then they end up, you know, have a having that police chase, and he kicks his leg through the uh, the windshield. Like for me, that was like a really funny scene. And I was like, oh, I'm really enjoying this scene. But when it went back to scenes where they're just sitting around and talking, for me, that was like, oh, okay. I'm, okay. I mean, it's there are bits that are funny, but I, I could kind of feel I was not responding it to, to, to it the kind of way that I was responding to something that was more, that was natural to the medium, which was like something that's more visual. I think yours is more like, but I mean, funny. I think you're also I think you're also leaving out the fa- the fact that like this movie like Franco wasn't a comedy actor. I before this, you movie. know, I, that that thought uh, kind of went through my mind because he was mainly known for the the Osborne role in uh, Spider-Man, right? Before. Well, that was like a big one, but he was also on like a uh, I think he was on a soap opera too. Um, and then he did like Freaks and Geeks. Most of the stuff that he had done before this movie was more serious roles. Not like super serious, but much more serious than the, what he does now. Okay, okay. And I feel like you put putting him in this movie, that was, I feel like he was kind of like the, the person that nobody really necessarily expected to be as funny as he was. And when he done, when he had done the movie, he, he as soon as, as he claims, He's never. He had never even smoked weed before in his life. Before, like even even up into doing this movie, he didn't smoke the whole time he was doing the movie or any of that shit. So he said that the entire time he did this movie, the way he pretended to be high was just pretending like he had a fan blowing in his face the whole time. <laughs> That's <okay. clears throat> he had a fan blowing. That's funny. <laughs> And like I, I mean, I, I've known that for a while, and I've always thought that that was fucking funny. Yeah. But I it just seemed like th- that seems like something. James but he nails it. Would do. But also, he I nails think it though. Like contrast, he's very convincingly high. 
Well, I think the contrast in humor between the two characters is completely different. So, like, Rogan's isn't really dry humor. His is kind of, like, right-in-your-face, kind of tongue-in-cheek humor, where Franco's is kind of, like, very dry, but it's still funny in parts. And I think that's, like, with him kicking his foot through the windshield, like, it's accidentally funny because he's trying to kick this window out, like, in the, in the, in the action movies, and, like, his yeah. whole foot goes through it. And now he's driving a car with one leg and it's like sticking out the window. So it's super, it's super like visually funny. Yeah. Well, I, well, there was uh, another uh, actor that was like note for note perfect in this movie. And uh, he was more of a quote unquote minor character, but I feel like he still had a big enough role, which was Craig Robinson's character. Like anything that came out of his mouth and every one of his scenes was just nailing it on the head for me. And like he sticks his hand in the food. That's that, oh. that's super odd. Oh, so fucking weird, but it's so funny. He says he says so he says under his breath though, he says, love it. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Uh, I mean, or, or even that little sound that he makes before he dies when the car is about to slam on him. He screams. Uh, yes. Oh, I don't know why that hit my funny bone, but that was like just part. It sometimes it's just all about the timing and his his delivery and his mannerisms were always just spot on for me yeah. in this view. I'm, I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan. I've, of I've never seen anything. I've never seen a single thing that he's ever done that wasn't super fucking funny. There's even a really <laughs> bad B movie called Rapture Palooza that he's in, and he's super good in that I'm too. We'll have to call up JB and, and do a, a drink for episode on that. There's, one. A, there's that a fight good. scene be- between him and Ken and Ken Jong, the comedian in that movie. Hilarious, freaking. He's in this too. Yeah, he's in this movie too. Oh, he's funny in this movie too. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 funny. So I mean, the, well, he was nobody so, in this movie too. Like he was nobody before before this. He was nobody, and he was nobody after it even for a couple of years. So, what's the gap between this and Community and um, the one Las Vegas movie, The Hangover? Uh, hangover. Yeah, how long before those came I think, around? I think Hangover would have been probably two thousand ten. Is it ten? I'm I'm uh, looking it up right now to see. And when was Community, Jason? You should know this. Um, community. community was like a few years after that. Hangover was 2009, so it was the year yeah. after. 2009, you're right. 2009 uh, was Community. And community. But he was he was not really in the first season that much, was he? I don't think so. I mean, no, he he's that, yeah, of... he's seen your thing. He's their teacher. Right, he's okay. the whole but reason I feel why like they he... have this pretty good. Oh, he's right, right. he okay. he's very much in the series in the very beginning, but he's he plays very drastically. That's he's actually very versatile in that show. Like if you if anybody's well, never seen the show Community and they like his style of comedy, he's very very drastically versatile in that show. Because he's like a diff- it's it's almost like he's a different character, but seamlessly a different character in every fucking season. Yeah. Oh man, I can't wait to go back and watch that show. It's it's on Netflix now. It is. For those of you who have not seen the show, uh, I would I would almost I would almost do an entire podcast on that fucking show. I fucking mm-hmm. love that show. Um. 
so yeah so anyway i i i don't i mean especially following jason what i'm saying sounds like a big downer that's not the case i still enjoyed the movie it was just not the same experience that that was that jason had okay no that i mean it's fair that's what we do this for is to have honest reviews of movies and 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 everybody's got a different opinion so i'm sure there's someone out there that's like you viv that doesn't really appeal this movie doesn't appeal to them or they didn't have a, a fun time watching this movie for the second time um i on the other hand love this movie um it's probably my second favorite uh movie of this group I love This Is The End. I think This Is The End is so funny. Um, not far superior. I mean, they're, they're running neck and neck. Um, but I really love that movie because there's other characters that kind of come into that movie as well. But this movie is... It's not serious. It's not meant to be a serious movie in the sense of, you know, uh, we're watching some like some dramatic happening. It's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of drama. It's a little bit of action. It's a little bit of comedy. Um, the acting is, you know, is good. It's not, you know, it's not going to be, you know, Al Pacino in The Godfather. Um, yeah. You know, we're not going to get that. But at the same time, I, I love the dynamic of the friends. I love the fact that there are partners. The bad guys are friends and they're having the complete opposite, almost like they're mirroring the fights between each other. Like one's trying to kind of stray away from the, the life and spend time with his family and the other one's like trying to reel him back in and then you know two people who never really interacted other than with drug deals uh are now becoming closer and closer <laughs> that is an interesting dynamic <laughs> i don't know why but i felt like that was i felt like out of the the craig robinson and the other guy i felt like there was like scenes that reminded me in some way of of uh, Pulp Fiction, of like some of the dynamic that the two of them have, right? Because they, they, they almost they mirror each other. Each one other. looks like Fat Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> and <laughs> one looks like they're not, but they're not wearing suits, of course. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, I completely see see that uh, that comparison. Yeah, it's almost like a homage to to that movie in a sense. But, yeah. but I, I I never noticed it till watching it tonight that the the, the, the the characters, those two characters, and then Saul and Dale Denton's characters were almost mirrors of each other. Where what two were coming together, and one and two were separating. Like they're the bad guys were they're they're getting distant from each other, and Dale and them are getting closer together. I just never seen that parallel until tonight when I was watching the movie and put two and two together. But that's what happens now when I'm watching film. I'm looking for little things within the story. Um, so it right. made the movie a lot better for me because I, I I seen that because it didn't really focus on those two hitmen till you know a third of the way in the movie, and but you could see kind of the relationship was kind of close. It had to be at one point the characters did, and they were just you know I I could tell the Craig Robinson character was just getting kind of frustrated with his partner. They've been working together for so mu- so many years, and he's like trying to reel him back in, as I said before. And you rip a man's jawbone off. I synced, I synced it. it. <laughs> I say a lot. I, I quote this movie a lot more than I thought I did, but then I started watching. I'm like, man, I really do uh, quote this movie um, more, way more than I should. I like I, watching this movie. This time, I feel like half of the fucking things that I say in real life are from the same movie. 
I yeah, didn't I mean, realize they I, were all from this movie, but they fucking. <laughs> yeah, I, I I super quote this movie, and I realize it tonight as well that I do. I really do quote this movie a lot. I've said I've seen it. Uh, I've you know get a motherfucking scholarship. Um, I've even like uh, quoted like the line where Daniel Bride's like, uh, uh, "I used to use this pistol when I was a prostitute." <laughs> I'm like I've really I've really quoted a lot in this in this movie and um but yeah again to my thing with this with this, with this movie I can go back to it and enjoy it I can enjoy it for what it is uh and and, and sometimes it's just super funny to re, to re-see these scenes and there's some really good quotes in it um I, I I like I said I can just watch this movie again and again and again I really can never get bored and maybe I I notice something else like I did today I was watching the scene where Dale goes into um, Red's house again, and Red's in the bathroom, like dying and listening to Bone Thugs and Harmony. And on the toilet, there's like ramen noodles and Bartles. And I James, saw that, like wine coolers <laughs> <laughs> sitting there. <laughs> and I'm like, man, man got shot, got up, made him some ramen noodles. <laughs> like, I'm gonna go sit in the bathroom and eat this and drink some Bartles and James and die on my bathroom floor. That is fucking funny. Uh, Danny McBride was pretty funny in this movie. Now, he, was he? Was this his breakout role, or did he have? He I was in, um, in Foot Fist Way. That was his breakthrough role. Foot Fist Way is kind of a, I want a cult classic, but that's really what made Danny McBride. Wait, what's the name of that movie? Foot Fist Way. Foot Fist Way. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen that. It's like a it's like a karate taekwondo comedy. I can't explain it. I only seen it once, and I, it, it just it's not my cup of tea. It might be Vivin's cup of tea. I, I'm I'm pulling it up it's right now. Like a, it's kind of like it's kind of like a Napoleon Dynamite style comedy. Oh, I fucking hate okay. Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, is you it know, plotless? Ah, uh, 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 God, it's been so long. I can't remember it. I'll well, I'll have to go back and watch it again. But it wasn't. McBride's awesome in it because he's just he's being the Danny McBride we all know and love, the very sarcastic, very off color Danny McBride. It made almost three times as much money as Pineapple Express did. What the foot fist way? Yeah. No way. Yeah. Super, super underground. Like I never even heard of it until someone mentioned Danny McBride was in it. it. It even says right on the Wikipedia page. Uh, the distribution they were hoping for it to achieve Napoleon Dynamite like success. Okay, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll have to check this out thing. now. When you guys were talking about how quotable and how rewatchable Pineapple Express was, I was thinking about Napoleon Dynamite. I was like, ah, yeah. So maybe it's like Napoleon Dynamite for you guys. Yeah, Napoleon Dynamite's like if you like if you ever seen like a movie and been like, well, why did they make this? That's what Napoleon Dynamite is for me. Yeah, it, it, it's the same thing with me. I tried. I I was like, I'm gonna watch this again. Like I watched it once, and then I watched it again, and I'm like, it's not funny. Like, and I I've had so many people like give me shit about that. They're like, oh, how do you not think that's funny? I'm like, because it's not, dude. It's I can't. I cannot just... laugh at it at all. I don't yeah, like. I've literally it's, tried it's, it like four times. Like I've tried it like four times. I just don't think it's funny. I, I don't think you can force comedy. Like, it either works or it doesn't. The only reason I know that 
Pineapple Express, maybe the next time it's going to be different. For me, is that the first time I watched it, I really enjoyed it. So it might be one of those things where this time it was just a little off key. Uh, the, but the next time around, it might be perfectly on key. But there are some comedies. It doesn't matter how many times I try. It's just not. It's just not going to be something that's going to be fitting my wave. Yeah, comedy especially. It's a genre that's going to be very specific to how you see the world and how you perceive things. So your humor is going to be tuned based on that. Yeah, very much so. No, I get that. Yeah, I don't. And I, I even like John Heder. I think he's funny, but I do not like the Bullying and Dunn. I think like, he, I think he's better in like School for Scoundrels. I, I've never seen School for oh, Scoundrels, I but I love Benchwarmers. Yeah, b- b- oh, that's a good movie. Billy Bob Thornton is excellent in in School for Scoundrels. I think they play off each other well in that role. Billy Bob Thornton is just about phenomenal in everything. Well, he he's... plays almost the same character in every comedy role that he does. So, like, he's in okay. he's in Ice Harvest, which is one of my favorite like Christmas time movies that I watch, and it's a comedy like it's like a dark comedy. Still haven't yeah. seen that. And got got to watch. But that he plays that. He basically plays like that monotone character that he's played in like bandits he's played in school for scoundrels he's played in mr woodcock he's played that same kind of monotone bad news bears he plays kind of that same character like there's not a change in his acting style when he's doing comedy so he's bruce willis in his performance entirely except for sling blade okay i was like wait a minute where are we going with this I love Sling Blade. I don't know. Some, some, some actors have such a very specific uh, demeanor that it's almost like you want them to be typecast. You're like, ah, there's a, there's a bit of a comfort in seeing them in that type of role. There are certain characters I, that you just, you, they, you need it. You, like when you're like, all right, he's about to play another character like that other one. And you're like, all right, thank God, I needed more of that. I know I absolutely love Billy Bob in like all those movies because he's such an asshole in every one of them. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, this is the this is amazing. Because like, if you've never seen the remake of Bad News Bears, he's such a dick in that movie. Yeah, okay, I do it's like that. So one. funny. I do like that one. He is good in that one. I mostly hate him. Well, for fucking what's that? Sh- what's the movie that I hate him for? Bad, Bad Santa. Santa. Bad Santa. Yeah, fuck that. One. I haven't seen that one. Well, gentlemen. Um, we talked about Pineapple Express, uh, the movie, and our feelings on 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 what we watched. Um, let's talk about our favorite scenes. Um, I'll go first. I'll I'll go ahead and start this off. So my favorite scene is the fight scene, and I told Jason we would talk about that fight scene. So I figured I'd get it out the way now. Um, the reason I love this fight scene is it's funny, it's hilarious. Uh, the interactions are amazing in it. How you know Saul's interacting with Dale and Dale's interacting with Red, and then the fight scene itself is the most realistic fight scene you could ever have in a movie because they're not throwing like kung fu style kicks or they're like picking up weapons <laughs> like like an ashtray <laughs> and hitting people in the face with an ashtray and then stealing a phone and running into the bathroom and putting it in the toilet and trying to flush a a portable phone down the toilet and then pushing the door down and knocking him into the the sink and the sink and he's like you're gonna break my phone you're gonna pay for it (laughs) you're gonna break my door you're gonna break my door down you're gonna pay for it and then there's a timeout he's like all right timeout all right time in like it's like a like 
how people would fight with their friends. It's super hilarious. Um, that that moment where Dan, Danny McBride throws the ashtray at him at his forehead. <laughs> I mean, I could feel that. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like it's one of them old school like grandmother ashtrays that were on her coffee table, like thick ass glass. Yeah. That shit is not breaking. I've had one of those motherfuckers thrown at my head in the exact same fashion. Uh, luckily, luckily, I dodged that shit. Um, oh, congratulations! It was, I was, it was far enough away. Um, it was a girl that I dated. Actually, the last girl I dated before the relationship that I've been in for like the last decade. When we broke up, she decided to throw that straight at my head. And uh, was she also a fan of Pineapple Express? No, she's a big fan of uh, Napoleon Dynamite. So I shouldn't have known. <laughs> you should have known that was downhill from there. Yeah. Uh, but no, I absolutely just think that that fight. Thanks for setting me up for that one, by the way. Oh no problem. <laughs> I think that I think that the the fight scene is just so funny and and it brings a real sense of like the the stuff that they're going through that go to any lengths like to to not get you know the 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 main character to know that it's them and and finding out Red's kind of a traitor and it, it really is just a funny scene. Yeah, it's a good, good marriage of comedy and action. I, and like you said, I, I think the key key to it is how "quote unquote" realistic it is. It just feels so like how that type of characters would be reacting. Yeah, because like, nobody's a badass like that. in that fight. Like nobody is awesome at fighting in that fight. Everybody's just working it out. And he then slaps the, the him and spits on him. And he says herpes. He says, oh, no herpes. Oh, no herpes. <laughs> and then when he... And the, 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 scene, the scene that follows up the fight where he's taped to the chair and then he says he's in the opening, he like, he, they slap him awake or whatever and he goes, I'm about to flex and break out. I, <laughs> dude, that scene, I say that all the fucking time. Anytime anybody like touches me, I'm like, I'm about to flex and break out. Well, I, I also love the fact that they just beat the shit out of him, and he fought him pretty good. Like, David Ride fought him pretty good. You got to give it up for that. But he's in that oh, chair, yeah. and they have a cactus, and that's what makes <laughs> him break. Yeah. Like, all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> There's, like, no real weapons. It's just a cat. Like, you don't know what they're going to do with the cactus, but you know that they've got this cactus. And, and I'm, tied to my, I'm tied to my grandfather's wheelchair. <laughs> And I love the I love the lie too, where he's like, no, he's like, I'm sorry, guys, like I'll cover for you. But the thing about it is, the beauty of it is, is he says that he's going to cover for him and buy him time. He rats them out in time, immediately, like, instantly. like absolutely immediately. But the thing about it is, is is Dale has no idea. So when he goes back, he has no idea that he didn't cover for him. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I've always found that kind of funny too. That scene is so that that little interaction between like him when the the whole scene of before they the before the fight and right after the fight are so fucking funny. And he's like, "Can I have a piece of that cake?" No. Why are you asking for a piece of that cake? No, you can't have those cake. That's my cat's cake. Well, I don't see a cat around here. He's like, "That's because he died." He's like he's just gonna make the cake and let it sit there. I don't. That's so fucking funny. And then he dunks his head in the fucking litter box while they're fighting. 
Yeah, yeah, he's holding it. It was three leg. months. Like it's literally been there for three months. So the cat turds and shit that was in there is like three month old cat turds. <laughs> I, I think I think one of my favorite lines in that scene is like he's like, You see what I'm wearing? It's kimono dog. <laughs> what is the significance in that? Makes me aerodynamic when I fight. <laughs> no, the, the shaved armpits is what makes shaved him. Arm, I'm sorry, shaved armpits, yeah. Shaved the kimono armpits. is what makes him chill. That's what that's he's like, oh, you're not chill, you're not as chill as me. He's like, I'm so fucking chill. I got this, I got this mono on. <laughs> it's so good. Viv, what's uh, your favorite Viv? Yeah. Viv. I like the uh the absolute ending scene where they're all back at the diner and it gets pretty meta where they kind of know that they are in one of those movies where they're supposed to learn a lesson and like it's like feel like we've learned a lesson yeah. here <laughs> like it's they, they're like so know what they are it's it's like they're almost like winking at the camera as they're saying the lines but for me i was like okay i like this this is, this is that was really funny so yeah the ending scene was what what i liked a lot i uh I personally am. I, I like. I like that scene. I like the fact that like Red should be dead. Like by <laughs> all accounts, there's no reason that dude should be alive at all, and he's still sitting there at the end of the movie. And then he, he finally starts to pass out, and he's like, "You know, I should go to the hospital." So I like the fact that they recognize it like a little bit there at the end of the movie. But. I think I sh- I'm struggling with my favorite scene because I don't know if it's my favorite scene or my favorite quote. It's technically a quote-ish, but there's a a scene where Dale and his girlfriend break up, and then he calls her back after he realizes how oh. much he loves her, and then yeah. he says, "I know, I want to get married," and he's like, "Oh, I made a mistake." <laughs> Can we see? Can we, can we that, talk about how how crazy Amber Heard was in that scene, and probably that's exactly how her and Johnny Depp's relationship was. Was that Amber Heard? Bingo. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Didn't think about that. Yeah. No. See, that was the kind of surprise I was looking for because I traditionally in a movie like this, there's some kind of wrap up for that kind of relationship because. You know, you need to have some type of love interest for the main, uh, f- for the hero. And his kind of complete turn going, oh, no, 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 no I didn't sign up for all of that. That's fine. <laughs> I don't need this to wrap up that. <laughs> and, and, then, and, and, and it's not like they, they go back to, like, give it a happy ending. They're like, nope, it's done. It's like, We're good. Yeah, I made a mistake. <laughs> it's okay. It's so, I don't know why, but I... I like Skyler and I were watching it, and we were both fucking dying at that scene. It was it was the it was the scene that made me laugh the hardest. And I don't know if that technically counts yeah. as a quote or a scene, but it's, it's a scene because it's, it's it's a cut. It, it's a scene because there's a whole scene of them like <clears throat> him and Saul go separate ways, and then he's at that payphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, dude! It's so fucking funny because it's such a. It's such a turn because you do not see that happening. Like, well, because yeah, he's crying at first. He's like, Ooh. and then she's like, "I want to get married, dude." He's like, "Oh, I made a mistake." <laughs> oh, you know what? She's not silly. After everything that he put her through, he he had her family run from drug dealers. 
living in a motel. She she gave up everything. I made a mistake. Oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> I love I love her dad's lines in the in the movie. Like he had very little lines, but they were so funny. He's like, I don't know about you guys, but in one minute, I'm gonna start eating this food. I'm actually he's like, gonna go in my room because I'm gonna check my emails because I don't give a fuck. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to get my gun. I'm like, no, don't let him go get his gun. Why is he bearing arms? <laughs> and then later he's like, I haven't shot a gun since Nam. <laughs> oh. And I only laughed at that scene because it clearly showed because he missed at almost point blank range. Twice. <laughs> and then, and then I, in the, the fucking, when he's in the, when they go to get in the car, he's like, what would make you think that you were coming with us? And he's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Get the makes fuck sense. out of the car. <laughs> that scene also, uh, one, of my, one of my favorite lines is when uh, the, the two, the, Craig Robinson and the other guy are coming up the house. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, uh, where's your gun? He's like, I'll need a gun. I'll kill a motherfucker with my gun. <laughs> He's like, he's like, he's like, get your gun out! You're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I'll kill a motherfucker with my hand. <laughs> Don't need it. <laughs> get your gun out! You're making me uncomfortable. It's like every fucking scene that Craig Robinson is in is so fucking funny. Because oh, then yeah. I love the scene later on when they're in the when they're in lockup and they're like trying to get each other's tape off. And it's like we they're jacking you. each other off. We hear you. And it's like, he's like, I don't give a fuck what you're doing. I don't know why that scene hits me every time because it's so, it's so fucking funny. And then every, it's, it's Craig's delivery. <laughs> like the reaction. I mean, his reaction. Oh, to yeah. He, he is, he is 100% amazing in this movie. Um, favorite, let's see, uh, favorite quotes in this movie. Uh, I'll go first again. I'll get it out the way. So, when it's right after the scene where Craig Robinson and the other character go to the nursing home and they capture Saul and they're pulling him out, and Craig comes up from that pit and he punches him in the stomach and he's like, No, he wants him alive. But the quote is, He's like, Look at my face. Look at my face. He's like, I look like the hamburger. And it looks like like someone fucked you up with a gun. I fucking I piss myself laughing every time I hear that line. You're the hamburger and the elephant man. You look like somebody fucked you up with a coffee. Because oh you automatically God. picture the hamburger and you're like, the hamburger has got like scars on his face. <laughs> <laughs> like the <laughs> elephant man makes <laughs> Uh, he makes the movie. And that fucking follow up too, like the you look like somebody fucked you up with the coffee <laughs> And then his reaction, he doesn't say that he just points with the wide eyes. He's like, I'm gonna fuck him up. And then the following scene when he's like, I'm he's like, he's talking mad shit to him and he's like, watch your head. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I knew that too. That was so perfect, so oh. perfect. Hey, watch your head. It's so I'm gonna kill you. fucking I'm gonna kill you. Fuck out of you. Ted gets you. Fuck out of you. Ted 
Ted gets here. He's going to be like, kill him, and I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> oh, I'm in tears right now. Laughing so far. Oh, dude, I am too. Oh, my God. That scene that's my, is so That's, that's my favorite <clears throat> quote. Quotes. I mean, I, I couldn't just, it's like a whole just scene of like, just those quotes is just amazing to me. Like well, and it's 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 funny too because Saul is Saul's talking so much shit in that scene, and he's not normally that kind of a person throughout the rest of the movie. You don't really get like that he's this huge shit talker, but like he knows he's about to die theoretically. You know what I mean? And then he's still like, he looked like somebody fucked you up with a coffee pot. <laughs> well, he's kind of proud of himself because he's you know in that scene he like. He went to swing on dude with a cough pot other than he ducked and got Craig Robinson in the face. Oh, man. That's so good. <laughs> Viv, what's your favorite quote? Uh, it's actually right... It's it's a it's a scene or two afterwards when they get uh, Dale and... Uh, Dale and... Uh, uh, his character are in the room together, locked up, and they're trying to get out. And but first, uh, Saul doesn't know that Dale has come back to rescue him. So it's a complete throwaway line, but I love it when people mess up idioms. So he goes, "The monkeys out of the bottle, man. Pandora <laughs> doesn't go back, back in the back. box. It only comes out." <laughs> oh, oh it's. So good. I, I, it is such a. I mean, it's a forgettable line, but it's just so good. I love it when they mess up idioms. Jason, uh, did we already go over your favorite quote? I I don't know. I I I think I think my favorite quote is still the quote from fucking. The, oh, I made a mistake. I don't know why that. Like, I know it's still like part of the whole scene, but like that little quick turn is so fucking funny to me. And I still keep thinking that that's probably it. Other than like the quotes that I normally say on a regular basis. Gotcha. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know, man. That that and that fucking scene with the, the coffee pot scene. That shit had me dying too. Oh, All right, gentlemen. Favorite performance, Viv. Craig Robinson. Yeah, it's it goes to Craig for me. I know that James Franco really established himself with this role, but now I've seen so many of Franco's performance, and I've seen like all the different variety of performances that he can do and he's capable of. But Craig here in this role was still a revelation to me. Jason, um, I think it's. It's probably it's probably Craig Robinson again, but by a very small margin. I think uh, I think Franco is so good in this movie. There's a scene where he, he they're running from they're running some point in time, and they and he's running past a dumpster. And he jumps in the dumpster, <laughs> and the guy and Dale's like, "Come on, man, we gotta go." And he's like, "No, I think we should hide in the dumpster." And he's like. No, why? He's like, why? He's like, well, because I'm already in the dumpster, and I don't know why. <laughs> I think that shit's so funny. Like, I I feel like for him not being a specifically comedy actor, he crushed comedy for like his first big comedy movie outing. Right. So I feel like it's a close second for me for him. I I think I think it's a trifecta. I I really. I was leaning towards red, but then I started thinking about the Craig Robinson scenes. Like we started talking about them, and I started going through them in my head, like all the one-liners he had when he was like, "You want my, you want my jacket? Smell good." <laughs> like, or 
Um, tell us, tell us where, tell us who, uh, tell us who Dale is. You know who Dale is, no man. And then he's like, they're interrogating uh, Danny McBride. Um, and then of course, like the whole coffee pot scene. I, I was like, no, that's Craig Robinson. It is. It has to be. He, he just, he has the. I think to me, he has the best lines in the movie. Yeah, he does. Well, he's still. He, I mean, yeah. All right. Well, last thing, gentlemen, ratings, and I think we'll let Viv be the master of ceremonies on this one. Viv. Yes, I'll, I'll go first. Um, I'm going to give this movie a seven. Okay. Uh, I'll go second. I'm going to give this an eight point five. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to give it a nine five. This is like probably one of my all-time favorite comedy movies and like the only movie that I can think of that I've ever bought twice. Okay. So I, I, I <clears throat> on purpose. Yeah. I bought it. I bought it. I bought it when it first came out on, I, I seen it in the, I seen it in theaters when it first like opening day. And then I bought it when it came out on DVD and then I just bought it for this podcast. Nice. I don't know what the fuck happened to my other copy, but well, gentlemen, I think that we've had some some good laughs on this podcast, on this section. Um, anybody have any parting thoughts on Pineapple Express? Uh, no, but I think it was a good one to end our 420 on. Very much so. Very much so. Jason, anything from you, sir? No, I got to agree. I think, uh, I think it was definitely a high note for the the 420 month. So pretty, pretty excited that we got to cover it. Very good. So folks, if you've never seen Pineapple Express, check that out. It's a very good movie. Um, We will be right back with segment two. Stay here. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Know Your Cinema podcast edition. We are done talking about Pineapple Express, and now we are moving into the second segment of every one of our uh, episodes, which is uh, the Get to Know Know Your Cinema section. This is where we ask random questions to each other to uh, better get to know us as hosts and have a little bit of fun with it. Most of the time, they're movie or cinema or... Uh, some sort of pop culture related. So, um, and if you have any questions of your own, please feel free to submit those to us and then we'll ask them to us also. So first this week, uh, the question is Vivens, correct? That's correct. That is correct, sir. This is correct. All right. So uh, my question is, now that we are all, kind of going through this uh, imposed quarantine. Uh, it's been a uh, good time, in quotes, to binge watch some shows. So my question is around that. What is a show that you've watched recently that has been really good that you would recommend to our audience or listeners? All right. So I'll uh, we'll go first here on this question. Um so I, if it's a newer TV show, they actually just came out with a new uh, reboot of Forensic Files. I don't know if anybody's ever watched Forensic Files. I know Jason probably has. 
Oh wait, I have. Yeah. Yep. Um. So that's the that's a new show that I've been watching, and I've also been watching Tacoma FD, which is um made by the guys that do Broken Lizard, like Super Troopers, um, uh, Beer Fest stuff like that. It's a really funny show as well. Um, it's kind of almost like Brooklyn Nine Nine, only I think that it's to me it's better than Brooklyn Nine Nine. Um, but that's what I've been watching, and I've also went back and watched some old. Uh, shows that I like. Uh, one's called <clears throat> Rescue Me, and thousand four to like two thousand eleven, and has Dennis Leary in it. Uh, really good show. I can go back and watch it a, a, a thousand times. Um, but also, I've uh, been watching some of The Sopranos as well. Going back and watching that early uh, drama TV show, one of the, one of the first of its kind. Um, it's, it's almost God. It's twenty years old now. Uh, 21 years old now. Yeah. The, the first season. So, but it, I think that's something that Vivin would love since he loves mobster movies, mobster type yeah. stuff. Um, I think that you would really get into the characters of, uh, Tony Soprano and, and, and that world that they, that, uh, David Chase created. So that, that's what I go back to. Um, and, and I gave some newer shows and some older ones that I've been watching. So that's what I've been doing with my quarantine free time. Good. Good. <clears throat> Jason, what about you? Uh, when I'm watching TV, which is actually a lot rarer nowadays, for some reason, I don't, I don't find myself watching a lot while I'm in quarantine. I watched a lot more before I was in quarantine for some reason. Huh. <clears throat> but when I'm watching something, I'm watching New Girl right now. I find that cast to be amazing. I've always loved it. Zoe Deschanel a lot. Um, and so it's her and then a bunch of other people that I find amazing. Um, and then uh, once I finish that, I've got the new season of Doctor Who that I got to catch up on. Um, so I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that. Um, another show that I feel like uh, because it's now available on Netflix and a lot of people have it community. I know we've recommended it once already on here, but definitely fucking watch that show. Um, and then um, the other show that I just finished the third season of uh, right before I started New Girl was uh, the amazing, was it Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? That show oh, okay. is fucking masterpiece. Um, so if anybody has Amazon Prime video, it's the only fucking thing I use it for um, other than the occasional movie that happens to be on there. But it's super amazing show. So if you have Prime Video, check that out. Nice. Um, so yeah, like you guys, there's a slew of shows that I've watched recently. Everything from the The Witcher to, uh, uh, well, the documentary Tiger King, um, Westworld. I'm watching that right that. now. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. But uh, only so more it's, nuts it's a, it's a, than abducted in plain sight. Yeah, did you watch that yet? No, I haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't. Yeah, you, you you need to do yourself a favor. Watch like the first three episodes of Tiger King, and nothing shocked me as much as what abducted in plain sight shocked me. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Although the one yeah. guy, the 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 doctor that's in like South Carolina has the tiger show the the cult leader 
the, the long haired guy, white hair. He has like the cat, uh, the the harem of women that run his show, yeah. quote unquote. Yeah. I can't yeah. stand that guy. I can't like I'm watching this show and I'm like, I just want to punch my TV. Just I just can't stand him. Like it, it turn it turns me off from watching the whole show. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No. It's um. I I think uh, Tiger King just ended up becoming a phenomenon because of it just premiered at the right time. Uh, everybody was stuck at home and Netflix was like, well, here's this thing. And everybody's like, okay, let's do it as a group. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was definitely one of them. But the show that I really want to plug, I, I think is one of the best shows right now is Ozark. I just finished season three of it. Um, we just finished watching it. Amazing. It's the best season yet. Uh, Jason Bateman is just a master uh he both uh is the main actor in the show but he also directs a bunch of the episodes and just the tone and his whole vision for what the show is is it just keeps getting better every season it also has laura linney and a bunch of other notable actors and a cast that's just so good it's it's like it's kind of like breaking bad um but without copying any of breaking bad it's its own thing so uh, have you guys seen Jason Bateman in any other things? Or uh, yeah, he was in uh, Dodgeball. Yeah, <laughs> he's actually pretty funny in Dodgeball. And, and he he was in the first movie I ever saw in the theaters, which was Teen Wolf Two. Okay, I know that he had a rough uh, choice. Uh, he was on the scene in uh, in the eighties. Yeah, not my choice. There, yeah. <clears throat> I was like, I think I was like four or five. Yeah. Yeah, because he's been in a bunch of comedies, and this is a real turn. And it, but it, it's it just feels so natural, and you you completely believe his his performance. I saw that one. That one was okay. What what is it? <clears throat> extract. I I need to watch that movie. I haven't seen it. It's been on my radar. It's, it's not amazing. Okay. It's uh, it's watchable, by all means, but okay. it's not like. It's nothing to write home about. The guy I was talking about from Tiger King is Doc Antle. Bhagavanan Antle, or whatever his name is, B-H-A. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy is a tool bag to the highest degree. Yeah, there's quite a few tool bags in that show. That that one is the most, like, I'm like, why doesn't this guy have his own documentary? He's a piece of work for sure. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, the show is both fascinating, infuriating, and just it, it makes you feel all kinds of things. <laughs> all right. So, I mean, I, I just uh, figured it would be a nice, light question to kind of see how, you know, what are we watching and if uh, there is something that we would like to plug for our audience for them to kind of catch up on and give their response if they also find that to be amusing. No, I mean, yeah, it's super, super good. I, I, for those of who wanted to watch anything that I mentioned, um, it's on Hulu. Um, the Sopranos is gonna, you're gonna have to use, get HBO, um, either on Hulu or have an HBO subscription, uh, HBO Go to watch the Sopranos. Um, but for the new Forensic File season is on Hulu as well. Uh, all the past episodes and Tacoma FD is on there as well. Gotcha. All right, looks like. Uh, Looks like it's my question now. Um, 
So my question, we talked about the amazing fight scene in Pineapple Express. So I have to ask my co-host this week, have you, it's actually a two-part question. So have you ever been in a fist fight, number one, and be with brother, cousin, anybody, um, if you've never been in like with, with someone that you weren't friends with or whatever, <clears throat> uh, and tell us your best fist fight story. So, Devin? I'm going to go first because I'll essentially just accuse myself. Um, I've been in a couple of fights, but really it's just been with my brother and it was in my younger years and none of it was memorable enough to recount a story on. Uh, so Jason, I'm hoping you have a few good stories here. Well, Viv, much as always. Boring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jason, I know you've got <clears throat> brothers, so I know you've definitely been in a fist I've fight. I've been in several <laughs> fist fights. Uh, at one point in time, I slammed my brother's head into a table uh, in the middle of a fight. I remember I was nice. downstairs uh, and I was hanging out with my friends and I was talking to uh, whoever the girl I was dating at the time was on the phone. And then my brother came down and he was mad as fuck because we were drinking, right? And for some reason, <clears throat> his he was dating a girl who was our age, but he was three years younger than us, right? So he, she was, she drank with us and he was pissed as fuck about that. Right. So he came down mad as hell that I gave her a beer and then he decided to fight me. Well, it wasn't me at all that gave her a beer. I didn't even know she had a fucking beer in the first place, but he was pissed at me. So I fought him and then I slammed his head into the table and I didn't, he was, I, we were in the fight before I even knew what the fuck was happening. Like I did, like he just came out and started attacking me. And so I'm like, well, fuck you. I'm, I'm going to fight your ass. And then eventually after I slammed his head into the table, then he told me what he was mad about. And I told him that he was fighting the wrong fucking person. And it should have been my friend Josh that he was fighting and not. Uh, and then I think my favorite fight story is I was at a party and my friend uh, Woody, who has since passed away, uh, and I got in a fight over something. I have no idea what the fuck it was, but I remember we were wrestling on the ground, like punching each other. And then I'll never forget the quote that I said. I like find like he was on top of me for a while, and then I finally wrestled him over top of me, and I'm over top of him punching him, and I just remember yelling, "Who's on the ground now, bitch?" And I'll. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, it's actually on video. So, like, my, my buddy Cookie actually was filming the whole thing like a dick. Like, he didn't want to break it up. He just wanted to watch. He just recorded it. Um, so, uh, it's I have that shit on video. But it was, I don't know why, but that quote I've used my entire fucking life since that fight happened. Because everybody that was watching it thought it was funny as hell, too. So, they just kept repeating it over and over. And then it just became, like, the quote amongst our friend group. But. Um, that's probably my my favorite uh, fight story. Okay, that's, that's actually a really so, good one. That's that's funny. That's a funny one. Mine's not going to be so funny. Um, so, uh, as some of our listeners might know, um, I grew up in Southern Ohio. Grew up in a trailer park. Grew up poor. Um, so on the weekends, we would have someone that was older buy us alcohol, and we would stay inside the trailer and drink and have a good time. And uh, if, and those of you who don't know me, uh, uh, I'm a, I'm a thick boy. I'm a bigger boy. Always have been. <laughs> thick boy. Years old. 
Thick boy. Um, <laughs> I have a follow-up so, story, uh, by the way, but carry on. That's fine. No, it's fine. Um, so uh, a buddy of mine um, named Josh, he, uh, we were drinking in his, his dad's trailer, um, and it was my friend Brandon and him and, his, and Josh's sister, Michelle, and her boyfriend, Max. We're all having a good time, and then Josh starts making fun of me. Like, he just was just being a drunk asshole. And I kept telling, like, I was like, you need to stop. You've got it. was funny at first, but then he kept dragging it on. Like, it kept going. Like, he kept pushing that needle. Like, just just kept digging at me. And I was like, you got to stop, man. I was like, I'm going to kick your ass. And he's like, oh, you're not going to do nothing. So it, it turned into a wrestling match. And, and like Jason said, it kind of turned into, you know, what starts as one thing and then someone gets pissed off. So I've got, I'm a, I'm a bigger boy. So I got. Josh was always was always a skinny runt, and so I got him. His on the name ground. was Josh too. My knee. Fucking yeah, his name was Josh. Everybody yeah. fights Josh. It's... Yeah, so uh, I got him on the ground, and I put him my knee in his back, and I grabbed him by the chin, and basically had him in, in what would be considered a camel clutch, and I just pulled back on his head, and I said, "Do you give up?" I didn't want to punch the guy, but I was like, I needed him to just understand that I would fuck him up. And uh, he gave up, and I turned around to walk into his kitchen to to uh, to leave and you know cool off. And my buddy Brandon was sitting on the the ottoman, like right where the kitchen and the dining room area would be. And Josh sucker punched me in the back of the head. And Brandon saw my face, and he was like, "Oh shit!" And I turned around and I just punched him as hard as I could right in the eye. And he stumbled back into the TV and it was one of them old floor model TVs. Yeah. And there was a monkey wrench on the on the goddamn TV for some reason. Jesus. Most hillbilly story of all time. There was just a random monkey wrench on the TV. So checks out. So he grabs the monkey wrench and turns and I see he's gonna swing. So I just cover the back of my head and duck. And he hits me in the back like six times with his monkey wrench. <sighs> And then I turn around and I'm going to slug him again. He's got it raised up. And he's like, I'll kill you. And I was like, well, you better. And then he like dropped it and his sister grabbed him and like took him in the back room. And he came back out and apologized later. And then the next day, like, I guess either Max or Michelle had told his dad. And his dad was like really pissed at me. And I'm like, your son talks shit about me. Like, da, da, da. And I, went, I was like, I'm sorry I fought in your house, but you got to control your kid. But that was my. That wasn't the first time Josh tested tested me. It was probably three or four fights with him, like fist fights. But he always got the end of losing into that stick. So that's my fight story. Jason, give us your other one. All right. So, so as a follow up, so me and Skyline have gotten kidnapping charges. So before I get into the story, Skyline and I get kidnapping charges pressed on us for quote-unquote, kidnapping her sister. Um, the charges were dropped, and we returned her sister, and this was in southern Ohio. When we were in southern Ohio, uh, returning her sister, like two days later, we uh, are at a friend of hers' house, and the friend is like, hey, let's go to West Virginia, and we'll, uh, we'll go to you know, so-and-so's house, and we're going to have this party. And I'm like, all right, you know, let's go to fucking, let's go to this fucking party. So we go down there. <clears throat> Everybody starts drinking. Skyland's drinking. She's like sloshed. And then this dude that 
came with us, but nobody really knew other than like one of the dudes that was with us starts sniffing Skyland's hair while we're on the dance, like while she's dancing. So I politely go over and tap him on the shoulder. And at this time I had only known Skyland for like three months. I tapped him on the shoulder and I'm like, you know, I'm about to say like, Hey buddy, like that's fucking weird, you know? And, uh, then dude, dude whose house we're at stands up because he's friends with this dude and sees me getting ready to tap him on the shoulder. And then he punches me in the face and I'm like, what the fuck, bro? And he said, if she didn't want to be sniffed, she would have been, she would have said something. And I'm like, most like, asinine thing I've ever heard. I'm like, mm, I don't think she knew about it for one, but he she said that. So then, Skylin is so sloshed, and she's trying to like break up the fight between me and this guy Ricky. And then he punches me again, and he's like, "Get the fuck out of my house, bro!" And I'm like, "All right." So I leave. So I didn't really fight this dude, but anyway, so I leave the house. Skyland still thinks that she can control the situation, right? But her mom doesn't uh, hit the Ricky's mom doesn't understand what the fight was about, okay? So he thinks that she thinks that Ricky is pissed at me because Skyland who is with me is actually hitting on Ricky's girlfriend. Okay? So that <laughs> That's okay. what she thinks is happening. Okay. So she tells Skyland to get the fuck out of the house. And Skyland doesn't hear her. So Ricky's mom throws her out of the house, like physically throws her down five stairs out of the front door. Okay. What the so hell? I lift her up and I pick her up and I put her in the car and I'm like, baby, we got to get the fuck out of here. Right. <clears throat> and she doesn't, she's not aware that she was thrown out of the house. Okay. She thinks that she tripped out of the house. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like, no, everything's cool. I just got to go talk to Ricky. And I'm like, no, you just got thrown out of the fucking house. Ricky is not going to fix this situation. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) So She goes back into the house and then she gets thrown back the fuck out the house again. So then I finally get her back in the car again, and I'm like, hey, you got to get the fuck out of here. So another dude from the party comes out, and he's like, hey, I don't know why she keeps coming back in the house. She keeps getting thrown out of the house. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to get her the fuck out of here. And he's like, all right, let me help you with this. And then she pushes past us and goes back in the house and gets thrown the fuck back out again for a third fucking time. What? Finally, I get... (laughs) okay finally i get her in the car and i get get her convinced that we're leaving okay and i'm sober so everybody starts drinking but we i didn't get drunk i drank one beer and then i decided i was just going to be sober right because i didn't like what was going on there so i'm like okay i guess i'll drive even though i don't have a license i guess i'll drive right so I finally get her in the car, and then she's like, okay, I'll leave with you, but we just have to do this one thing. I'm like, what? She had spotted a car, a big, like, monster truck, like, hillbilly monster truck. 
that was broken down on the side of the road that people were pushing the car. And she's like, well, I'm really drunk and this would be the perfect thing for me to do right now. Let's go push that truck. I'm like, that's all you have to do before we leave. She's like, yeah, if I just go push the truck, we can leave. I'm like, all right. So we go push this fucking truck. And then I finally, after we push the truck, I finally get her in the car. And then I drive all the way back to fucking Southern Ohio. But that is the other follow-up fight story that I have. <clears throat> Later on, uh, Ricky tells everybody that he beat my fucking ass. But uh, anyway, that was my follow-up fight. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good so one. So this is also I mean, happened in Southern Ohio. Yeah. So it happened. It started. Yeah. It, so it started. We went to Southern Ohio, or we were in Southern Ohio after the kidnapping charges. We returned her sister. Then we were. Then we drove to West Virginia, and then I had never been to West Virginia. This is my first time in West Virginia. I never. I didn't have a license, and then I drove back from West Virginia to Morgan County, Ohio where they lived, which was like an hour and a half drive in West Virginia from there. And I had no GPS, no nothing at the time. So I just wung it and made it all the way back. Nice. Yeah. It's a stunning achievement. Yeah. Wow. Um... Well, on that note, Jason, it is now your question. Okay. Uh, My question is, I hope, I don't think that we've done this one before, but um, since we've branched out a little bit into TV shows, if you could live in any TV show world, which one would it be? Mm. Oh. <laughs> mm. That's tough. Well, I already knew Jason's answer, so. Okay. You say you know um, my answer? Yeah, I think I do. You probably do. I, I, Come back to me because it's gonna be. I'm. I, I'm not too much of a TV show buff, but uh, uh, come back to me on that one. So, or you could, you know, you could, you could be living with any sitcom family or whatever it is that you, you know. However, you need to make the question work for you. I'm not gonna. You can live in the question a little bit. Yes. Okay. You can you? I give you a license for that. <laughs> I mean, I'm a I'm a big fan of like sitcoms, I, so I mean, going living in the Friends world would be cool because you'd be back in the '90s. <laughs> I guess would be cool. I guess I guess that would be yeah, because the '90s had some of the best pro wrestling, um, facts. Some of the best, some of the best TV shows back then. Um, food, I mean, that you can't get anymore. I mean. The 90s were, was a great decade, so I guess if it had to be, I guess I'd live in the friends world. Plus, the government had a surplus? You know, you know, the government had a surplus? The economy was good? Yeah, we, we also had a balance, we had a balance yeah. budget. Okay. Um, all that stuff, yeah, we had a good economy. So, yeah, yeah, let's go Let's go friends world, because it was most run. Most of the run was in the 90s. So. Hmm, okay. okay. Uh, Jason, as soon as you asked the question, the first one that came to mind is probably because we talked about it a few times this episode, was uh, community. Uh, I, I, that would probably be one. The other one that kept popping up was The Good Place. Uh, even though that... Oh, I love The Good yes, Place. Even though that, Did you watch The Good Place? Yeah. Uh, oh, we are in love with that show. The only thing is we're waiting... Oh, we have to have an expensive talk about this show. I'm I've only seen up to season three. Me too. And we are really 
considering getting season four. We, we were hoping it would just show up on Netflix, but it hasn't yet. Yeah, I think I'm going to buy it because it's so good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I don't know, something about the feel of the show. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's a place I would not mind living. Yes, you would have to die to get there, and I'm not spoiling anything because that's the start of the show. <laughs> yeah. Okay, just solid answers. Um, Viv or Dev, before I answer, what do you think my answer is? Probably Doctor Who. <laughs> you are correct, sir. <laughs> it is. <laughs> nice. See, I know my boy. That's right. You know your thick boy. I do. Oh man, I am fucking. God, I love Doctor Who. I love the. I love all of the things about that show. Even the even the terrible episodes are good for me. That's how that's like, how, that's know. how you know it's a it's a show you love. You know you can even you even love the terrible parts. Oh, yeah, and like, the first season is absolute garbage. Like for the most part, there's like a couple of episodes in season. Like, and I'm talking about the reboot. I'm not talking about the the like old Who for right. any super huge Doctor Who nerds out there. I'm talking about like. Ninth Doctor 2005 reboot on, <clears throat> but like the first season of in 2005 is like complete and utter trash for the most part. But it's still amazing, and I'll watch it any fucking day of the week. Oh, uh, I gotta add one. I, I I don't know why this didn't pop up. This is one of my favorite shows, and I try to rewatch it. I've already watched it four or five times. Uh, Lost. I would definitely love to live in that island. You want to live in the Lost world? Are you fucking yes, serious? It's like a weird it's existence. Nuts. That's what hey, you want? It uh, sounds exciting to me. Find a hat. Okay. That's not what you're supposed to pick. You're not supposed to pick that. <laughs> Turns out. Hey, 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 it's, it let him, hey, look, he wants to you know, look, he wants to do that. That's his pick. I mean, hey, so, so far I've picked two places that ends up where you have to die to get. <laughs> oh, wait, did I just spoil Lost for people? You know. Yeah, you ruined the whole entire movie, uh, whole entire show. Um, although, is it a spoiler? Because didn't everybody know the whole Kinda, time? Yeah, uh, yeah, not the first season. Well, when the I'm pretty sure that was the biggest. Everybody was like, "I bet they're all dead in quarantine." Well, well by the, by the third season, they pretty much just say it out loud: "We're all dead," <laughs> and then they just keep going. Okay. Yeah, I. Uh... Didn't that guy go on to direct the shitty Star Wars movie? J.J. Abrams, yeah. Now, now, hmm. he, hey, he also did Force Awakens. So he did one really good one and a terrible one, too. No, they're both terrible. I think Force Awakens. No, Force Awakens is good. Yeah. I like Force Awakens. Yeah, I mean, if you just want well, to Well, no, that, 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 that is cool. an absolutely fair accusation. Yeah. As I always say, J.J. Abrams is—he's in love with Star Wars, so he's like, "Hey, here's a Star Wars movie I'm making." Instead of, "Here's a Star Wars yeah. tribute, man." Yeah, that's exactly it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what that's what the equivalent was. I'm like, when I was watching these, I'm like, I've seen <laughs> all three of these movies. Uh, okay, cool. Right. Well, yeah, you know, that's fair. That's yeah, a fair thing to say. He's he's the cover band for Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars yeah and and that and that's why I'm like, it's oh, the mini kiss of Star Wars. Idea, it's gonna be great. I'm like, he just took a bunch of movies and put them into one fanboy fan fiction, and was like, okay, cool, this works. People will pop for this. 
i.e. Vivian Matthew. Uh, are we talking about are, are yeah, we talking about Force Awakens? It worked for a whole yes. lot of people, and uh, yes, uh, you should see the rotten scores for it. It was like, yeah, but but think of it in terms like this: Abrams directed that one, and then he directed the last one, and the last one was an original idea. Here's the thing with Abrams. Yeah, yeah. here's the thing with Abrams. He's never finished a show or a movie so like he's done he started lost <laughs> he's got yes, great beginnings always great beginnings he likes to do a mystery but he has no idea on how to finish a mystery so he starts lost leaves it yeah. behind he does alias he leaves it behind he does the, like the middle episode of mission impossible he does like the opening the first to star trek and then leaves it so he's always good at starting so something you... but he has no idea how to land the plane yeah, so you're telling me that he's he's garbage as far as a well, as far as a writer, yes, he needs he needs help. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm I'm not disputing you. I'm I'm just making sure you, that you, I'm clarifying this. Oh, you get this on record. I, I, I got saying. you. I got you. Now, to be clear, uh, it's not just J.J. Abrams who's responsible for like a show like Lost. There's another person who's. Well, I understand it, but if it's your brainchild and you're working on it, you're. You're putting in the effort of, of building characters and, and this world, and then you don't see it through. I mean, it tells me it, you're lazy. Yeah, I mean, that's one way of putting it, actually. It's, um, he's unique. He's, he's, he has the talent of a great director, but he does not have, I think, the storytelling capacity of actually telling a full story. He's really good at setting up that mystery, but he does not know where to take that mystery. Yeah, well, He doesn't know where to go with it. That's that and that's the problem, and and that's a huge problem, and that's why if you're a fan of J.J. Abrams, that you need to kind yeah. of second. No, that's that. fair. Anyways, I think uh, we got through our questions, gentlemen, and I think we're ready to move on to the wheel of movie fate, and we are going back to our regular set of movies, and I believe that you two have to add a movie for me this week. Is that correct? What was the last movie off of there? Uh, Harry Potter. Oh, well, then I got an idea of what we're going to put on. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, stay tuned for stay tuned for segment three, the Wheel of Movie Fate. We will be right back, gentlemen. It is segment three, and we all know what time it is. As Mister Echo from Lost said, "Do not mistake COVID." coincidence for fate well guess what the wheel makes no mistakes and there are no coincidences and fate will be decided momentarily and who's going to be helping us do this it's going to be jason is the wheel ready it is ready all right i thought we should let people know what's on unimposing intro of all time you are a terrible terrible intro man it was like a really it was a it was a lot of intro <laughs> it's too much intro yeah your voice of work <laughs> is garbage it was like uh have you ever seen a knight's tale yes you know the guy that brings in uh the guy every like he brings in the uh, the knight in a knight's tale heath ledger's character yes yes yeah. That big, like, over-the-top thing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was like, 
picture like the exact opposite of that. And that's what this was. <laughs> so that's what I was aiming for. <laughs> yeah. Man. I think we should still keep it. <laughs> it, it no, it's, it's definitely staying. No, it's, it's, dead, it's dead ass staying. There's no way we. We, I mean, don't we keep kept it. in Jason's phone dying last week. I mean, we're keeping in that. Yeah, I mean, it is. I don't. I didn't even actually. You know, I need to go back and listen to what the fuck you guys said. In that. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is what it is. Who cares? Um, I was going to have a part two, so I should not do it. No. Yeah. Go ahead. Right now. <laughs> No, no, just let's just cut to the wheel. No, no, go ahead. Now, now the, now the listeners at home are going to be remiss if they don't get it. If, if they, well, if I mean, they it's not, they're the used to it. it. He doesn't say "go fuck yourself" at the end of our episode either. So, I mean, they're used to the disappointment. You know what? Given. Oh, oh, I'm going to end it beautiful this time. Okay. Oh, I, I bet you won't. Oh, I got, I got twenty so bucks. You don't say shit. Oh, oh, I'm going to end it so beautiful. You guys are going to love it. It's going to be amazing. So good. Powerful. So good. It'll All be right. like a fart in church is what it's going to be like. Oh, my God. It's <laughs> going to be so good. You are going to be so amazed. You're going to be like, Vivian, how did you get so eloquent? You need to do more of this. It's going to be like a hand job at your uncle's funeral. Is what <laughs> like Luis Guzman and waiting. Yeah. Yeah. I like I like the reference. I like where you went with that. Jason, All right. introduce us to the movies that are on the wheel. Since we're not doing stoner movies anymore, we're back to the regular wheel. We are we are back to the regular wheel. Um, we are. You know what? Just real quick before we get to the wheel, I just want to say just a quick something about Batman because we didn't talk about Batman in this episode, and I feel like. We always talk about Batman, so we just need to mention it real quick. I just want to let everybody know that Batman's still out there. So, <clears throat> back to the wheel. Um, so, the wheel that I have in front of me has ten spaces. Nine spaces are occupied by movies. Three I haven't seen, three Vivian hasn't seen, three Devlin hasn't seen. The other space that is on this wheel is a listener picks space this is where you guys at home get to pick the movie that we watch and the way we do these polls is on our social media they air on social media immediately after we're picking them so it'll be the very next day after this comes up on our wheel so it'll actually be before the episode stating that it's even coming up airs because we have to edit it and that's just the way that it works out. So if you actually want to participate in any of these polls, you have to follow us before they actually come out. And I know that's a little bit inconvenient, but it is what it is. Sorry about that. So get out there, follow us to make sure you can take place. The movies that Vivian has not seen that are on the wheel right now are Mall Rats, Frailty, and Ready to Rumble. The movies I have not seen that are on the wheel are Silence of the Lambs, the Shawshank Redemption and Goodfellas. The movies that has silence been on there since we since we started doing the, the podcast. Uh, I think so. I think I know. Fra- I think one, I think we each have one of each that's yeah. been on there yeah. since. Uh, frailty, frailty was not on the first episode. 
All of Vivens okay. are gone from the first episode. Okay. Friday was the last one that he had from the first episode. Okay. And okay. then you still have Frozen. Frozen's mine. You still yeah. have Frozen, and I still have Silence of the Lambs. <clears throat> Very good. Okay, I was making yeah. sure. Um, my daughter would be so geeked if Frozen came up, and I'd be kind of pissed. All right. So the movies that where am I? Mice and mine. Silence of the Lambs. You're, we're in vivid Devlin's movies. Yep. The movies that Devlin has not seen are Frozen, The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, and the movie we are adding this week is Harry Potter Two: The Chamber of Secrets. Ooh, surprise! I know surprise. you didn't see it coming. No, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, he did not see that one coming. Hey, you, you guys, you guys got. Me. That's what we were going shocked for. right now. We wow, were, we were going, shocked. We were going for spontaneity, just like my opening. I mean, I mean, we're gonna have like six of these on the on the wheel, so it's. I mean, it is what it is. It's probably every time Harry Potter gets picked, what replaces it? So it's okay. No, yeah. that's that's you, no, you you. You think you know no, how it's okay. Go. You have no you idea. Think you know it's going to play out like that. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like Viv says he's going to shock us at the end of this segment. Doubtful. So, same thing here. All right. Well, ladies and germs, boys and gentlemen, without any further ado, it is time to get this wheel of spinning and uh, see what's popping in these streets. Let's do this. Here we go. Let's see here. It is Silence of the Lamps. Oh. Who's okay? Okay, who's who's movie? Very please? nice. That's Jason's. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, folks. It's gonna get a little weird next week. <laughs> Goodbye, horses. I've never seen this movie in its entirety, but I have seen a lot of clips of this movie. It's, I mean, it's an excellent movie. It came out when I was young, and uh, the cover of it always intrigued me. And then I saw it finally at a very young age, and it was super disturbing, like more so than like most horror movies I ever watched. So I, 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 I'm really looking forward to watching this again. I, um, I'm looking for. I, I love Anthony Hopkins. I think he's, he is a fucking phenomenal actor so i'm looking forward to it mostly for him because I, I think he's absolutely amazing and i've seen i've seen i mean i think hannibal and like the second the sequel to this and so i've seen him play hannibal lecter before and he's amazing as hannibal lecter so yeah th- this is a a, a a great ensemble cast 
of a movie. Even Jodie Foster, who I'm not a huge fan of. Phenomenal in this movie. He's really good in this movie. All right. Well, folks, um, I guess we will see you right back here in how many a days? Uh, A few, like a week, seven days. It'll be. It's like the ring. You listen to our podcast, and then in seven days, you get to do it again. Is that what happens in seven days? No. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you do it or you die. So you once you're on, you're on. So just to just to be clear in what you're saying, you are threatening our listeners to come back and listen or face death. No. Okay, good. I mean, I, I didn't want that hanging over us. <laughs> was that was was that your was that your surprise? <laughs> That's right. It was planned. It was planned. Was, was that, that it? The, yes, was that, that the was my creme de la right creme. Okay. My, my okay. Well done. Okay, Jason, do us the honors. Take us out. All right. Well. It's been fun. This has been 30 episodes. I cannot believe we've made it 30 episodes. I think uh, this is honestly the only thing that gets me through this quarantine sometimes is is knowing that I got something like this to look forward to every week. So um, I'm super excited that I've gotten to do this with the two of you guys for 30 episodes. Um, I love you both. um, And I hope you guys uh, at home have as much fun listening to it as we do making it. Um, as always here, uh, we try to let you know, um, about our social medias, which again are facebook.com slash KYC podcast, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at KYC podcast. And then we also, at the close of every episode, at least most of us like to let our fans know in the way that we know the best way we know possible with the most love, uh, go fuck yourself. So, yeah, go fuck <clears throat> yourself. Viv, I've seen you tell someone. No, to go no, fuck you have not. No, don't you don't you be putting that on me. That that that, that I am is... putting that on you because I've seen you. <laughs> you probably told it to me. It's probably been me that you told to. I've seen it. Now tell him. Now do this. Let's hear this big ending. What big ending? Has. It's already done. <laughs> yeah. You disappoint me as much as my kids. Non-existent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, uh, it's fair. Uh, I just want to uh, piggyback on uh, what Jason said. It has been a fun 30 episodes, a fun ride. I look forward to this every week. And I am really hoping to continue to say random pretentious shit uh, going forward uh, that uh, you guys will... <laughs> Oh my God! He, he that cursed. you guys will absolutely. Oh my God! He gave you a sample. He gave you like the, the appetizer. Is shit a bad word? Did you tell well, me to go? In your realm, did you yeah. think go I shit mean, yourself? You say fuck one time on this episode. Oh, uh, can yeah. I get it? Just tell them to go shit themselves. Fine, go shit yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I almost feel like that's worse. It's, it's so worse. It is, it's and that's so why we're worse. laughing. <laughs> uh. 
Oh, I'd rather, oh, I would rather I jack it than fucking shit myself any fucking day. Can can we can we make that our ending, our group ending for this week? Go shit yourself. Come on, no. Come on, no. Come on, no. come on, Devin. You know you want to do this. You want to go on this ride? Please no. make. Absolutely not. That is the that is a viv. That is Please a viv. from now on say go shit yourself at the end of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> and I and. And I too want to 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 piggyback off of both of you and say yes, it has been very fun for thirty episodes to do this. Um, when we started this, it was kind of a, a pet project of all of ours. We were super excited, and we've made it work through all that, whether it be scheduling conflicts or vacations or whatever. We've done thirty episodes. We got them out there to the fans, the people who want to listen to it. And I hope to do 30 more and 30 more after that and keep going with this as long as we possibly can. Um, so thank you guys for um, giving me some laughter in my week when I need it. So uh, again, thank you guys. Thank you to the fans for listening. We're not, we are not doing this for money. We do not have sponsors. We don't have anybody backing us. Nobody doing the editing. We're doing all this on our own, and we appreciate every one of you, and we do this for you guys as well. So, thank you. And go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Or, in Vivin's case, Vivin... Go, go, go fuck yourself. Just for episode 30. Oh my god. I love you guys. I love you guys. It happened. I love you guys. I it's episode 30. It so. Oh, I thought you were going to save that for like the year episode, but you just just did it right there and out of left field. Holy. I'm crying shit. tears of joy right now. I am. I'm like a proud father over here, yeah. like seeing his kid hit a home run for the first time. That's right. Because we know how athletic Vivian well, is. So we gotta... <laughs> feels like a grand sport. Oh. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know we where to go. The show. That's what where we do. We go after this. I think we, I think we just walk, walk away. away. <laughs> we'll see you folks next week. Wow. See you then. Bye, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>